Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, uh, one startling difference in tone at a time. Uh, <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. Uh, and joining us today is Rachel Gatlin from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. Of course. Uh, so today we're talking about Minute 107, which starts with uh, Faramir. Our mysterious archer man looking down. Yeah, he hasn't been named yet. He, no. Yeah, and he won't be for a while. <laughs> uh, it's just easier to call him by his character's name. Uh, looking looking down at the corpse that he created. You wonder what his name is, where he came from. And ends with uh, Gimli saying, Spring out of holes! <laughs> Waving his arms around. I'm not sure I knew Faramir's name until Return of the King. Like the first time I, I saw these movies, I was confused. Uh-huh. I was like, who's that guy? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I'm bad with character names. Um, well, you only have you only have what seven to remember in the first Turtles movie, right? <laughs> That's fair. I know there's a lot of characters. In these yeah, movies. I mean now now I know who everybody is because I've seen these movies like a hundred times. But you know, mm-hmm. seeing it that first time in the theater, I was like, "What's going on? Who's that guy?" Yeah, I'm. You know, it's been so long since I've watched the theatrical in full, mm-hmm. and like, what we other, watched it like right, other than to like watch it for our review. That oh, like I don't like re- last year. I don't remember if they named Faramir in the movie. See, I can't watch the theatrical anymore. I've seen the extended too many times. That mm-hmm. that's the versions of the movie that I I know now. Yeah, because when I try to watch the theatrical, I'm just like, that's not right. Yeah, there, where that's not how that goes. Where's that part with that guy? Where's the flashback? <laughs> Where's like one of the best scenes in the movie? <laughs> Where's that pretty scene with the elves? Right? Man. But yeah, so uh this is this is Fairmere waxing poetic and philosophical about the nature of war. I love how well, I like that they call into question like what is actually canon in the Tolkien yeah, works about we, like, you know, you wonder if he's really evil at heart. Yeah, we talked about this like before the hiatus. Like, I think that this monologue from Faramir kind of like undermines some of the the racism that's kind of otherwise apparent. Yeah, in but the, they still make the all the the evil people brown people. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, this this monologue, I think, undermines it a little bit. It certainly doesn't take it away. Right. But it 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 adds a bit of like more real messaging to what's going on. Like you know, this guy is just a guy like you and me. Like, he wanted to come die on an elephant. That's true. <laughs> he wanted to stay at home. In peace. You know, out of the ways to go, though. Yeah. That's a fall. Yeah. That's n- no good. Uh, war will make corpses of us all mm-hmm. bind their hands. And disc. <laughs> and disc. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, it's decidedly less optimistic than the uh, the end of the first disc of Fellowship. Just, where are we going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But again, this is, you know, both both movies, their first disc ends with, like, a question of where your main characters are headed. Right, right. Right. Which Same I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Just, like, grabbed and yanked out of frame and disc. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So this, uh, none of this monologue exists in the theatrical. Right. Yeah. There's just Faramir looking at them like, who the hell are these guys? Bind their hands. And like, it's cut totally differently. Yeah. Because he doesn't walk over to the, to the body. He just stays between those two guys he first walks between mm. and says, bind their hands. Yeah. This gives Faramir a lot more depth. Yeah. Uh, a lot more, which if this character doesn't feel like he has a lot of depth then his life being in danger in movie three doesn't feel like it matters. Right, right. Like, you don't you don't care about him unless you get some of this backstory. Yeah, like, this... I have always really, really liked this monologue, even though it took me a long time to accept movie Faramir. Mm-hmm. Because he's not book Faramir in the least, because <laughs> book Faramir is a, is a perfect, wonderful human being. Yeah, he's a cinnamon roll. Yeah. Like, he's, he's too perfect, and, like, that's the problem with, like, just transplanting him into the movie. But this this monologue I've always really liked, because it is just, this this guy's just doing his job, and he doesn't really want to. Yeah. yeah. But he feels like he has to, and, like, that's exactly what's communicated here. He's just like, I have to defend my home, even though what I'm doing, I hate that's like the look on his face i don't think he hates it i think he's resigned himself to it yeah but i mean like resigning yourself to something and doing it anyway you still hate that thing you've resigned yourself to Not necessarily you just accepted it you're like this is a thing i do now <laughs> i i guess he does not want to be doing this at all i think hate like hate is a more active emotion Whereas, like, resignation is just like, yeah. well, he has okay. He has disdain yeah. for this. And not, not to get too political, but that's kind of how I feel every time I read the news these days. Like, oh, I guess mm. this is this is my life now. Well, now this is happening. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that dog in, in the fiery house. Yeah, this is, this fine. is fine. Like, yeah. it's not fine, people. <laughs> and, and inside, <laughs> it's like screaming internally on the outside. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's exactly the look that uh David Wenham was given this body. Yeah. It's just like this is fine. This is it's not fine, but it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. It's if the it's the He's not like he the way he speaks is detached, but I think there's a lot going on with his like steely blue gaze. Yeah. Mm. I think it's the loathing that comes across to me in the phrase war will make corpses of us all. Mm. Like that's the that's the line for me that's just like man this guy hates this. Yeah. And and in another Ned Stark comparison um there's that scene in the in the first season in the first book where Ned has to kill um a night watch deserter. Yeah. And he doesn't want to, but he has to. He has to kill this like yeah. kid because it's his duty. Yeah, and that's when he uh when he talks to John about uh about it's only justice if you understand what you're doing and you do it yourself. Right, like, right. As 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 king or as as ruler, like if you're not the one doing it and if you don't understand why it needs to be done, then it's just murder. Yeah, and what's the line? Um, he who passes the sentence should carry the sword or something like that. I you know I don't remember the exact quote. It's been a while since I read the. First but yeah, one. it's something like that. Like if you pass the sentence, you should be the one to carry it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something like I think John, John and Arya both repeat that line in themselves multiple times in their their inner monologue. Mm. I'm pretty sure we talk about Game of Thrones a lot. That's okay. Well, yeah, that's okay. Sean Bean. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's like the closest fantasy thing that's relevant now. Yeah. Yeah. And have you heard the fan theory that um, Game of Thrones is a post-apocalyptic 
Lord of the Rings universe. Boo. <laughs> I don't agree with it, but that's a theory that exists. That's really silly. Yeah. Yeah, that's silly. That's just people wanting to connect the things that they love. Yeah. Considering that Lord of the Rings is already kind of like soft post-apocalyptic, mm-hmm. or at least like apocalyptic. There's been multiple apocalyptic events <laughs> before this point Yeah. in the history of Middle-earth. It's like apocalyptic for the elves. Yeah. It's like, this is like their third apocalypse. Mm. Every age is pretty much like punctuated by an apocalyptic event. <laughs> yeah. And they run away. Yep. They go run and hide with God, and then they come back out. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I think the theory was once the elves leave, the hobbits die off, and then, you know, it, men take over, and then the long night happens, and then, you know, fast forward. It's like in between yeah. Lord of the Rings and modern day. Mm-hmm. What about the dwarves? Well, they all disappear, too. That's lame. <laughs> Everybody dies. Or they, they All the, or the hobbits like turn into the children of the forest or something. I, I would have to find it and read through okay. it again, but see, but it just makes more sense for the elves that just decided never to leave to turn into the children of the forest. Or that too, yeah. Yeah, like all the Mirkwood elves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the ones who never went and saw Valinor in the first place. Yeah. I'm just like, eh, I like the trees. <laughs> yeah. I like these trees. I don't need giant trees that reach up into the sky and shed light. I like these ones. <laughs> these ones are fine. Let's make faces in them. Yeah. Yeah, I you know I can buy that, but the rest of it's like silly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just some fan wank, like trying to connect them because George yeah. R. R. Martin was inspired by Tolkien, and there are similarities. Yeah, Heck, he, he, it's like that crazy like Pixar movie theory. Yeah, that they're all where... they're all connected. I like the unified Pixar theory though. Oh, I think that okay. a lot of that just like. Some of the connections are like just obvious. It's obviously just like the studio doing things because it it's stuff that they've done before and they want to reference their other works, but it just makes it look like it could all be in the same universe. Yeah, The Cars stuff is where I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> right, like, when you get to Cars, it's just kind of like, that was the world left behind by the humans that left yeah. on Wally. Well, someone, I forget what YouTube channel it was. They came back and Bugs Life is the last one. Well, something like that. Well, the, the, the Cars are just like a type of bug. Like, they're not cars. They're, like, some sort of evolved insect. That's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just the size of cars. Yeah. They I... look like cars. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's... They drink gasoline. Yeah, I don't know what's more terrifying, anthropomorphic cars or giant car-like insects. That... Uh, definitely the second one. <laughs> you know, have to develop, you know, I mean, headlights, you know, there's fireflies. I mean, that's yeah. fine. That That's not a big jump. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's That's weird. And then there's a drastic tone shift in this minute. Yes. <laughs> you go from, from Faramir being like, war is hell, to... War will make corpses of us all. To, uh... To Gimli just tell you know, the story. You know, some some people can't tell the difference between dwarf men and dwarf women. <laughs> that must make things difficult. Aragorn's just like, it's the beers. <laughs> <laughs> he makes the little motion. Which is the thing that kind of makes me laugh the most in this... In this scene yeah. with the, the dwarf woman conversation, just Aragorn trying to make Eowyn laugh. Mm-hmm. One of the handful of moments where it looks like Aragorn is like flirting with mm-hmm. her as opposed to just being like, you're a cool lady. Yeah, yeah I'm going to I'm going to okay. flirt with you, but I'm in love with this other chick. So, you know, <laughs> this can't really go very far. Right. Like 
this like this moment is like a flirty moment, but like every moment before this is just him like supporting this sad lady that he found. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like flirting because like everyone seems to be in a good mood. Yeah. It's just like like road trip camaraderie. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. But he's he's given her this nice like smile which Thayden ruins t- tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thayden. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Dad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, gosh, uh, there's a lot of uncle dads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there really is. <laughs> Elrond and Theoden and uh, Bilbo. Yeah, what's yeah, up with Bilbo. that? Did did Tolkien have a weird relationship with his dad or something? His dad died, I think, when he was very young. Oh, well, that explains that. Well, it's kind yeah. of like in Disney movies where there's like there's no mom. It's because Walt Disney's mother died when he was a young man. Mm. So he had mommy issues. (laughs) Like anime protagonists all have this problem too. (laughs) I think just like... It's usually the dad that's gone. Heroes heroes journey protagonists in general. Like Harry Potter, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Yeah. like Luke Skywalker raised by his uncle and aunt and then they die. Uncle Dad. Uncle Dad. Uncle Owen. Oh. And then you have um, then you have Shinji from Evangelion who just raised himself, right? Right, like there's nobody. <laughs> Shinji's dad didn't love him. His mom's dead. He just kind of and the first uh, and the first older woman that like tries to care for him like a mother. He's just like, I think I'm in love with you. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I mean, she does walk around the apartment half naked. That's true. And she's drunk That's all true. the time. No, Shinji has that sounds healthy. Uh, Shinji, has, I love her uh, though. Yeah, he's he's had a tough life. Yeah, anime the whiniest of anime <laughs> characters. <laughs> oh, Shinji Ikari. Oh, Shinji. This is all Shinji's fault. It's all Gendo's <laughs> fault. Every last thing. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but yeah, this has led to the belief that there are no dwarf wounds. Yes. That dwarves simply... Spring out of holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all it's all Shinji's fault that there's no dwarf women. I'm sorry, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm bad at segue, so I just jump. I'm just... You spring out of holes. Yeah. Yep. You're like the dwarf women, you just you know, whatever. But I feel like they should have put at least one dwarf woman in this movie. Well, at least a... in the Hobbit. Yeah. Right? Well apparently they have beards, mm-hmm. so any dwarf we've seen could be a lady. Yeah. Yeah, but they're all canonically men. Hmm. <laughs> Like, explicitly. They're like, hey, we're just hey, a bunch of guys being dudes. <laughs> they don't, uh, they say dwarf lords at the beginning, mm. but they're referring to, they're referring to seven, seven people. You don't, well, they don't name their, them all. You see them, like, briefly, right? In the right. prologue? You're talking about the prologue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we see seven dwarves <laughs> all together. One of them could be a dwarf lady. They're just saying lords for convenience. Okay, but that's not representation. That's just like here. I know. Just, <laughs> just saying, you know, one of them could be a lady. <laughs> now that yes. we know that, now that this scene establishes that dwarven women have beards. You know that that joke in the Hobbit makes a lot more sense now with that one like hot dwarf guy who doesn't have a beard, and they're like, "Oh, is that your girlfriend or whatever?" You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. I love that they had to make one of them hot. Yeah. Like... <laughs> what do you... You mean three? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, that's true. You mean the the line of Durin? Thor and Oakenshield is pretty hot. Yeah. Just, you just can't hide Richard Armitage. No. no. <laughs> it's 
Bring out a pole. <laughs> Bring out a pole. <laughs> it's a little unfortunate where the line ends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The... We'll, uh, we'll find out. Uh... I, don't, I don't think it's so much like a, there's no dwarf women in these movies. It's that there's no women in these movies. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. more the problem. Every time Miranda Miranda Otta, Miranda Otto speaks in the in the commentary, she's just like being one of three women on set mm. at any given time. Yeah, I mean, like it's rough. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I think that's why I like the female characters in this movie so much because there's so few. Yeah, not a lot to grab onto there. Right. It's just like here they are. Yeah. yeah. Do you like the blonde human one? the brunette elf one or like the the scary eldritch queen <laughs> <laughs> hey kate blanchett could be in every scene in this movie and i wouldn't care oh yeah just, just galadriel walking through just the background. like standing in the corner of the screen like just judging hey what's up <laughs> just doing her slow barefoot walk mm-hmm. with her hand outstretched just playing with the grass <laughs> don't mind me just in the background, just like lurking? Two, just like two inches tall in the background, and all the Rohan stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, just the wargs ride by her and ignore her. Oh my god, she's like on a warg, just randomly. <laughs> she's just playing with one. She's petting it. Yeah, it's like rolling over. She's scratching its belly. Oh, she should be in like all the movies, just like as a two-inch cameo, mm-hmm. like Galadriel, just in the background. Yeah, totally. Or anytime, like. And even like a modern day movie, they're like in a park. Galadriel just walks yeah. behind the trees behind them. Yeah, I'm not contributing everything, anything to the story. I'm just here. I'm just here to confuse the the, the movie the goers. <laughs> Kate Blanchett just casually. Uh, I don't think Kate, Bl- Kate Blanchett does anything casually. No, probably not. <laughs> just in Thor Ragnarok, there's like a two inch Galadriel. <laughs> You get like an inner monologue, like angel demon thing with Helen. Yeah. The angel is just Kate Blanchett as as Galadriel, and the the devil is just queen is like evil queen Galadriel from her freakout, and that's it. That's just like inside Hella's brain is just like her little angel is Galadriel. Oh my her god. Her little devil is the ring obsessed Galadriel. And, and, and sometimes it's um oh who's that actress that she played in that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, uh Catherine Hepburn. I don't know, but you have me interested. Catherine Hepburn. Oh. Yes. Nice. Sometimes it's it's just Catherine Hepburn in there, like, yeah. like do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Aviator. That's what the movie was. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. It's it's okay. Yeah, isn't he? Isn't Leonardo DiCaprio Howard Hughes? Yes. And there's really weird colors in that movie. I don't quite understand some of the color choices, but that's that's another podcast, right? It's probably <laughs> symbolism. <laughs> I suppose. Probably. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for yeah. having me. Who knows? Maybe by the time these episodes come out, TMND Minute will be off of its hiatus. Who knows? Well, unless it's uh, next week. Oh, I no. Then no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but maybe by the end of the summer. Maybe. Okay. There you go. Talk about some ooze. Yeah. Some secrets. But yeah, since we are thereof. we are currently on hiatus, we are encouraging people to binge. So please go listen to our 90-some episodes. I wish we only had 90-some of <laughs> Yeah, you guys picked uh, three really long movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, multiple multiple movies have started and finished in the time that we were doing Fellowship. <laughs> Many people started after us and finished before. Yes. But uh, we're we're all from the website Dueling Genre, which has a bunch of Just other podcasts. DuelingGenre.com. DuelingGenre.com. <laughs> <laughs> 
you can find a bunch of other podcasts. There, there's obviously Rachel on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute with three other co-hosts. Mm-hmm. Four hosts, four turtles. Seems perfect to me. Yeah, that that was our thought process. Didn't really have to think you about it also, too much. <laughs> right? You can also find the Protagonist Podcast, Doctor's Companion, uh, Geek by Night. Which Rachel's also in. Yes. Which Rachel's also in. Uh, Immunities, which is another audio drama. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts. There's so many. many to choose from. Yes. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about Minute 108. Hope everyone has a great Tuesday. Bye. Bye.